When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, I'm going to narrow this, start narrowing this down to kind of one day a week um, instead of doing what I did, which was a terrible idea. Uh, just sort of, so this is where like, so actually what we intended to talk about today was shield lock. That was where I was going to kind of start and go. Um, but really the lent can play into that as well. Um, but I was, I was thinking about this morning. I was like, you know, GMO, you, you need a GMO in your life. Yep. Um, and, or guys like GMO. Cause you know, Dam to Dam is coming up on, uh, uh, on Saturday. So I'm running this relay, this Dam to Dam relay. It's a, it's like P200 light, uh, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's much shorter. Um, what's and, your mileage uh, commitment? What's that? What do you have to run? Uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of, I think 17 or so. Over the course of the day on Saturday? Yeah. That's a big day? Yeah, it's a big day. Yeah. It's broken up into little six mile chunks or something? Uh, roughly, yeah. There's a yeah. couple of four, a couple, you know, like a, there's like a four, then a six, and a something, and then yeah. I get to I get to end it all up with an eight, which is Oh sweet. Just, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Um mm-hmm. But I was, so we got this, uh, you know, email from our team captain. He's outlaying all the different, like, oh, here, you know, make sure you bring this, make sure you bring that, make sure you do this, make blah, 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 right? And I thought, <clears throat> and this is the gospel truth. Without men like that in my life, yep. I'd have just shown up. I'd have had no food. I'd have had no nothing. I'd have just shown up on Saturday morning and been like, come run, right? <laughs> They'd be like, you need food. Oh, did you bring any, you know, <laughs> well, I figure we'll stop along the way. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you got to have a planner. You got to have a, yep. you got to have a plan. Apparently that's like a thing as it turns out. Prepare. I've never done a, we haven't done preambles on this, but we're going to go ahead and roll the open. <laughs> and we're and back. We're back. <laughs> it's good to be back. Leadership isn't for the faint of heart. It's dirty dangerous, difficult, and disruptive. It will test everything about who you are. Unfortunately, as a leader, you're out front, which means you usually only get about 43 feet of good road built for those following behind you while you're running the race yourself. Welcome to the 43 Feet Podcast, where each week you'll hear from some of the greatest leaders we can find both in F3 and beyond. If you're going to lead, you'll need to be ready for the difficult challenges, for what lies ahead in the unknown, for what's lurking, in the next 43 feet. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Starting in earnest. Welcome, everyone, back to the 43 Feet podcast, uh, where we make an attempt to carve out 
um, the next 43 feet of good road for all of you while we ourselves are running said race. Uh, we have a lot of uh, a lot of stuff to get through today, and so I'm pretty excited about that. Joining me, as always, uh, is my partner in crime, Mr. Matt Crossman out of St. Louis. Ralph, F3 Ralph. Good to see you, brother. Good to see you, man. Uh, you sent I'm, me a I'm couple seeing, pictures. Say again. I'm seeing, GM, I'm seeing GMO more on Zoom than I am in person, and he only lives, what, 10 or 15 miles away? <laughs> Saturday. I'll see you Saturday, brother. Oh, excellent. Cool. Cool. That's one of the, uh, I guess, one of the, the benefits and or not benefits of uh, of all the Zoom stuff is, you know, who knows, right? Um, but well, uh, Ralph, it, you sent me a couple of pictures this morning and, and you said you did shove 11s. Shove 11s. I, like, oh, I don't yep. even understand what that means. Well, we, uh, at our, our, our local, uh, my shield lock, we do a, a weekly beat down with just the three of us. And we've gotten about six inches of snow or so in the last week in St. Louis and our uh, AL has a basketball court. So I thought it would be fun. I was wrong. It was not fun. I thought it would be fun to do, to do 11s, start with uh, one squat, shovel all the way across the basketball court, then do 10 burpees, then keep going back and forth. <laughs> and one set of 11s uh, because of the shoveling took 45 minutes. And probably the path we had was maybe, I don't know, 10 feet wide by the time we were done. And after about five or six sets, we kind of agreed, all right, these are, these are wide enough. Now let's just make them nice and crisp and clean. So I would uh, both recommend that you do shovel ovens and I've never, do, never doing them again. <laughs> he, he says, I would recommend that you do shovel you, ovens. Yeah. I'm not. I've already done it. Yeah. I've already yeah. done it. Been there. Got the mug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that is excellent. Uh, well, also joining us uh, today on the four, three uh, is everybody knows him as the Q of culture for F3 nation. Uh, Mr. Brian Jodis, F3's Hello Kitty out of Carpex. We say, boys. Where every day is a good day. Yes, sir. Every day is a good day uh, when you can't get a sunburn because you're blotting it for the rest of the nation. That's right. But other man. than that, life is good. It's good to see you guys. They uh, have some of my favorite shirts there in Carpex. Carpex versus Carpex versus the world. The world. <clears throat> and if I'm not mistaken, Carpex is winning. Is that correct? Yeah. Listen, not, you know, I don't, I, I, I'm going to bring some bias to the table here, guys. So I'll just, we'll let the work speak Somebody for itself. Somebody paid off that, Ref. Uh, also joining us is uh, a, a very good friend of mine, a man who I love and adore and admire very much, Mr. GMO, the Nantan of St. Louis. What is up, my brothers? Good to be with you. GMO. That's right. Good to have you, man. Um hey. Jimo, what's the weather like there where you are now? Well, two days ago, we had... Oh, wait a minute. That's an idiot question because the same yeah. as Ralph's. Yeah. <laughs> cold. Yeah, cold. We have a minus three the other day, and we have this thing we're tracking, the Gloom Misery Index. It's the degrees below freezing. So we had 35, and we had 12 guys. So we had a Gloom Misery Index GMI of 47 uh, which is pretty high. So uh, we just enjoyed tracking the misery here, too. So. <laughs> Okay, I I really want to reiterate that. Can we a gloom misery index? And it sounds to me like correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like what you do is you take the the number of degrees below zero. No, below, below freezing. Freezing. Below freezing. Okay, thank yeah. you. So, but you do this in Fahrenheit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because we're in America. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, because yeah, because America. 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 Uh, so, the number. of degrees below freezing add that to the number of packs who showed up and right. that is your gmi right yeah. 
I, th- I think the record is 51. We had 51 on Saturday because it was uh, two degrees, which is 30 below freezing. And we had 21 and I'm pretty sure uh, both of those were records that two degrees was the coldest. We beat that a couple of days later, but two degrees was the coldest day we'd ever had. And 21 was the most we'd ever have non like convergence or anniversary, just a regular beat down. Right, just regular beat down. Uh, and then a couple of days later it was negative two and we had 13. So that was 47. Okay. <laughs> I'm just astonished at their ability to do math that quickly related to this <laughs> right? index. You know what? You right. know what's funny? We've we've gotten so obsessed with this already. Uh, one of the, one of our packs, our our site queue, uh, slow pitch. I know already that his car uh, cheats one degree colder than my car. So his car then becomes the, the official, official car of record. Yes. That, that's the car of record. So the guys in Omaha, get a the guys in Omaha are polar bear in this thing, right? Where they're working yeah. on these sub-zero temperatures. Right. Yeah. I'm sure the guys out in Minneapolis probably have something to say about this. I know Lake Effect yeah, yeah, sure. was digging out. You yeah. guys, this GMI thing is nice. I like that the is sound fantastic. So riddle me this. Uh, a mi- is there a minimum packs uh, number? You know, that's a good question. Uh, yeah. I made it up, so uh, I get to make the rules. Uh, I, th- I think it doesn't, if it's not below freezing, it doesn't count. Yep. And, uh, I, I think a solo queue, if, uh, like if you're snowed in and you can't go to the beat down and you want to call that a black, black ops, that doesn't count. Uh, but if you advertise it, you put out a back blast and you're just the only one that shows up. I think that counts. Uh, other than that, I don't think that there should be a minimum. Uh, all right, let's workshop this a little bit. Let's workshop this a little bit. Hear me sure. out. Hear me out. GPI, gloom pain index, number of burpees completed, no, congruent no, no. to mileage covered across the distance. <laughs> Too what? complicated. What are you talking about? All you got to do is take the mileage of the numbers. Hold on. I have another question. Hold on. I have another question. We're workshopping. I'm not saying it's a thing. We're workshopping. (laughs) We're workshopping it. I have another question. Uh, Do you get any points for things like precipitation? Ooh. Ooh, That's a good question. Interesting. Uh, I haven't considered that. Uh, Initially, I had uh, suggested that we should do feels like or wind chill, whatever. I got some blowback from that. Uh, guys mm-hmm. told me, no, just mm-hmm. go straight up temperature. Really? So I, 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 being the, the uh, collaborator that I am, I, acqui- I acquiesced on that. Way to come uh, to the middle on that, Ralph. That's yeah, excellent nice. leadership. Dude, what about actually, footing, yeah. what about what about inches of snow? Could you not add a snow indicator into well, this? Well, no, let, let, let's talk about this. If there's all, let, let's say there is, right now there's six inches of snow on the ground in St. Louis, or basically every beat down. So if you just say, okay, everybody gets, uh, you call it six inches of snow. <laughs> do you get it for the every time that there's a beat down with six inches of snow, or do you only get the amount of snow that fell during the beat down? Because that's never going to be more than an inch. See, again, uh, those are, I think those are issues we need to, we need to straighten that out. Certainly complicated. Uh, working out in six inches of snow is, you know, dramatically different than working out on dry ground. Uh, Either way, I'm logging into the back end of the F3 Nation website, and GMI will be logged in the Exacon here momentarily, and it will officially become a thing. So, go ahead, Jim. The other thing we have, I I don't know who came up with this, but we have a cluster freeze. Cluster freeze, that's uh, awesome. Which is uh, when you have uh, more packs that show up than the temperature. So, uh, in 15 degrees, got 17 guys show up. We had a cluster freeze. Cluster freeze, yep. Cluster freeze. This is so good. Genius. And you Genius. know what I kind of like about this? Florida can never win. <laughs> Florida <laughs> sucks at this. Bing yeah. is out. Yeah. yeah we, we've, we've, been, uh, we've all been snowed in. We got nothing else to do except for to send idiotic <laughs> texts back and forth, making up stupid metrics. So, Well, I got to tell you, I, 
from my perspective, I love literally everything about what you've just described to me. Yeah. Uh, it, that is amazing. The GMI. I mean, <laughs> you wonder why we refer to this as recess for adults. Right? Here's a perfect example. There it why. is. That's exactly yeah, what this is. is exactly what this is. It's oh, almost become like an, an EH tool. Like, come on, man. We got to get a good GMI. You got to show up tomorrow. You know, but I think it speaks to, and this is certainly not our topic for the day, but this speaks to a, a, a thing that I think is very interesting and that I think PACs across the nation should attempt to develop and, and embrace, right? Is have these kind of just, you know what it is? I think you nailed it, Kitty. It's we're not having enough fun. Mm -hmm. Yep. We still think this is a workout. Yep. We still think this is something that's, you know, oh gosh, it's, you know, whatever, super important. Like, I was that's so... true. All that's true. Oh, of course it is. Of course yeah. it is. It absolutely so, is. But we're not having enough fun. So I, yesterday, uh, yesterday after our beatdown, we had this long text exchange about burpees and snow and shoveling. And I, uh, I put out a challenge. I said, if one of you can send me video of yourself bear crawl shoveling, <laughs> I will buy coffee at the next coffee Tyria. And 20 minutes later, Heisenberg sends this video. He has his camera placed perfectly in his driveway. A black poodle jumping around, which just makes it even better. And then he figured out that if he had a hooded sweatshirt on and he bear crawled, he could tuck the handle of the shovel into his hooded sweatshirt. And he was literally bear crawl shoveling his driveway, basically just because we were being idiots on text. It was absolutely hilarious. Shirtless. Sorry, G, go ahead. I said shirtless snow angels were doing all of that too. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I don't know. How do we get our culture stronger at our regional level? Just come up with stupid stuff to do together, and it tends you know to tie you together. You're right, Kitty. How do we get our culture stronger? Be dumber. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you got to do. Go out there. In all seriousness, throw inhibition to the wind. You're out there for 45 minutes to screw around with your buddies. Yeah, you're going to get in good shape, right? Physically, mentally, spiritually, we talk about all that. But also, too, just take a little bit of time and just enjoy this thing. It's it, there's nothing like it. That's the beauty of it. And what these knuckleheads are doing, and I say that with all love and affection, is they're embracing it. They're making the most of it. Now it's a thing. Right now it's like, all right, well, GMI is this, right? Well, if we have two more guys tomorrow, we'll be able to do better than we did two days ago. Who cares? <laughs> but it's great. I, yeah, like we always know, yell. Go ahead, Ralph. Sorry. I, I was going to say I was debating like this other AO uh, that, that has beat down on, beat downs on Saturday. That that's our our biggest day. Uh, and said, okay, if wet really guys, if you come with us, uh, we'll, we'll give, we'll get credit for you guys, but then we'll, you know, come to your beat down and see if you can beat our record. And I'm not going to go to their beat down. So, uh, I'm just going to take our, our yeah. score better. So, <laughs> you know, uh, but this, this is exactly, this is exactly what it's supposed to be. Right. We, <laughs> so this morning it's, I don't remember what the temperature was, 30-something, which is cold. You know, Just 36. so you guys know, in the Midwest, we've replaced all of our plow trucks. with They've made big trucks, and they've just put huge sponges on the end of them to just get the water out of here. Wait, it's are you serious? Nothing but – no, I'm kidding. Oh, I was like <laughs> – It's been nothing but rain. Yeah, I know. Right? So we don't have plows anymore. We just have massive just sponge sponges. Trucks. They're just shoving yeah, it around. Sometime um, I'll tell you the story about the blizzard in 93 coming home from spring break through Atlanta with like 30 inches of snow in Atlanta. Easy old did, man. Did, did your yeah. wife – give birth to any kids 
during that blizzard. Do you hear that? If I remember the blizzard of 93, I believe it was we were coming using, northbound through Atlanta. They were using snow plows to clean the streets, and that really wasn't cleaning. It was just buffing the ice. Yeah. So oh, really yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it was just like giant Zambonis, basically, right? Basically, yeah. Yeah. It was 30 something this morning. Feels like it was like 20 something. Five guys showed up to this, uh, to work out and it's a run heavy AO and we're just running in the rain. And, and the whole time, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, man, I'm just so disappointed. More guys didn't show up. So, so, and, and I was thinking, you know, the, I got all serious, like, Oh, you know, this just speaks to the fact that we're getting soft and, you know, blah, whatever. Right. And then by the end of the thing and, and, you know, a little bit of bluster and stuff on my part, a couple of, a couple of smart men that are there were like, or conversely, you could just enjoy it. <laughs> you could just have a good time. Right. <laughs> so I was like, ah, fine. So instead of tweeting out my, my disdain for my fellow packs who didn't show up or whatever, instead I was like, you know what? He's right. I love I love it out there. I love running in the rain. I love it when it's cold and rainy. I love knowing that every step I'm taking is like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it, it, if you really let it be, it's pure bliss. It is pure bliss. You're cold. Can't feel your fingers. Who cares, man? Yep. Who cares? That's For why when you try to explain it to somebody, they're like, well, yeah, it's a workout. And you're like, yeah, but I can't really tell you what it is unless you come watch and see it. Yep. I can't tell you the way these guys communicate with each other, the way they help each other, the way they screw around. You, you have to see it because be it there. is unlike it for me. It's unlike anything I've ever been around. Not even close. Right. Yeah. Not even close. Oh, good stuff. Well, that's the end of our show. I hope. Uh, <laughs> good night, everybody. I don't, I don't know if it's going to get any better than that. So let me help you with a segue here, Frank. Yeah. It's just been it's been such a blessing for me. Oh, my- that's nice. I like that. See, Dred and I used to talk about all the time how Kitty's such a professional, and that's exactly yeah. why, right there. Because the thing I did want to talk about is you know, and, and uh, Ralph and I were talking about this uh, on a on an episode we recorded not too long ago. It was yesterday. Um, and uh, with with uh, your dad, as a matter of fact, Kitty. Um, but we were like, you know, big fan, big fan, big big fan, big fan, <laughs> big fan. yeah, bucket of respect, yeah, <laughs> top shelf, top shelf. Um, but we were like, you know, the it's weird how I just sort of threw it out there to the universe, which I know, uh, you know, <laughs> again, we we're talking right before we got on here that it just makes GMO want to, you know, pull his hair out. Wait, maybe that's what happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, Oh yeah. Okay. Years, you know, I got hair. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. It's just not where, not where it used to be. Um, but, uh, so, you know, this idea, they just kind of throw guys together and I didn't know who was going to sign up or whatever, but there always seems to be this nice common thread between the men and, and it gives us a topic and something to talk about. And so as I was looking, uh, today and actually it was kind of not even intentional because, Kitty had signed up for one GMO for another. They were part. Thank goodness. I mean, you guys were able to kind of flex and, and be here at the same time, which is great. And what we got kind of starting started to talk about um, beforehand, I had intended to talk about something totally different, but we kind of brought up this idea of third F because we are, and I don't know when this will air exactly, but right now we are in the Lenten season. Yes. And, uh, and day this two. is a practice day two, a four day, day two. <clears throat> Day two. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask some questions and I know Ralph, Ralph always has lots of questions um, about many things as the investigative journalist he is. Uh, But the, the idea for a man who's not familiar is 40 days of some sort of sacrifice or some sort of addition. Is that correct? 
of something good, but it's really about the sacrifice is, is what I understand. It's, you know, it's 40 days of, uh, of, of sacrifice of something. Yeah, I mean, th- three kind of pillars of things over the 40 days, prayer, fasting, almsgiving, right? If you say, hey, what do you do during Lent, right? 40 days leading up to Easter, right? 40 days to prepare for that ultimate pivotal moment in history that shapes the rest of the world for the rest of time. But yeah, prayer, fast, almsgiving in the Catholic faith. All right, here's sort of three tenets of what we're going to be doing here over these next 40 days. There we go. Okay. And and so uh, just kind of disclaimer so that everybody knows, right? Um, I think most people, I uh, hope, I think most people are aware that I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is a mouthful. Uh, we used to call ourselves Mormons, and then we decided not to. Um, but So Latter-day Saints is, I guess, acceptable. But um, anyway, so that's, you know, and, and we have a slightly different practice. I've got two Catholics uh, that apparently are as Catholic as Catholic can be. Um, I think Kitty, didn't you call GMO a Shiite Catholic? Shiite Catholic with love. Yes. Yeah. Shiite Catholic. Might, might be mixing his metaphors. I but call can... my mom that too. So it's not like, it's not some and, uh, offhanded and remark. Then you got Ralph, I guess, who is a former Catholic, uh, now Presbyterian. Um, and, and again, not that the, the, the denomination itself is particularly interesting, but just to kind of give you an idea of yes, all Christians, three different, uh, faiths, uh, represented, but I think the, the practice and the idea of practicing your faith is universal again to whatever that may be. And in F3, obviously we know, uh, that we define that as, you know, sort of that submission to whatever is greater than you, mm-hmm. the, the bigger, out there. Uh, the way I described it to a blade this morning was, you know, th- this is, that's the great beyond, right? When we look at, you know, getting right, you know, fitness is, is you, you know, fellowship, the people around you. And then faith is kind of out there, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever's out mm-hmm. there. So, so you mentioned kind of the three pillars uh, of Lent and we, we as a church uh, don't practice Lent. Um, we have a slightly different practice, uh, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but uh, we, we don't have a, a kind of a tradition of Lent around Easter. So the first question, I think, is the easy question: is uh, what What are you giving up? Right? Isn't that the question? That's the first question everybody asks, right? GMO, you want to go first? What are you doing for Lent? What are you, yeah, what are you giving up for Lent? Lent? First of all, let me ask this: You're right. That what, is the GMO, question everybody asks. What are you giving up? What are you giving up? What are you giving right? up? Yeah. So Kitty Catholic, GMO Catholic, uh, Ralph not Catholic, but practices Lent. Uh, nope, not okay. really. Okay. No, no, no reason. I just, I was going to ask you what you're giving up, but if you're not giving up anything, then I don't need to ask you. So, okay. All right. Kitty or GMO, who cares? Doesn't matter. Go. What are you giving up yeah, for Lent? So, um, I'm a Catholic convert. So, uh, maybe that's why I'm Shiite. Uh, convert? <laughs> convert. I didn't, convert. I didn't even know they had Catholics. I thought yeah, it was so, a Catholic church. I didn't know that about converted you. From nothing. Um, so, um, Actually, uh, four years ago, I did this program called Exodus 90. So it's actually 90 days um, leading up because that's how long it takes to create a new habit. Uh, I've done it for the last four years and doing it again this year with my shield lock. Uh, and it is pretty much stripping everything away uh, that you may be attracted to, um, to really, really help you connect to God as well as to your brotherhood and have a deeper prayer life. So things I'm giving up is no alcohol, uh, no sweets, no eating between meals, um, no social media, so you're not seeing GMO F3 St. Louis anywhere on the Twitterverse or on uh, Facebook. Um, uh, prayer, uh, obviously, and then uh, working out and drinking water, uh, which is a little bit of the hard 75 
uh, program as well. So um, it's really great because uh, it doesn't really allow you to go anywhere, but maybe trusting God more deeply, uh, involving him or Jesus, Mary, in your prayers mm-hmm. uh, to help you through this difficult moment where you would normally go somewhere else to get some relief or some pleasure. Um, and so uh, I always need a reset. And I could tell by the way that 2020 ended and where it was uh, uh, going uh, a couple months ago, uh, it was a really great thing. Uh, for me too, my wife loves Exodus Steve. Uh, she loves me on this program <laughs> because I'm more focused. I'm more patient. Um, I don't know what's going on, so nothing can trip me up or, you know, force me to engage in something maybe where I seem like a big jerk. So I enjoy it, too. I saw Exodus Steve open for the Red Hot Chili Peppers in 90. Oh, yeah. He was incredible. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, uh, as soon as you said I, he, she loves Exodus Steve and I was like, oh, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought it was like, I really did. I was going to leave that one out there. There I'm going to Google it. Oh man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. So that's a lot of things to give up. And, and, and if I'm understanding correctly, it's just for this period. And then you can add things back if you want to or whatever, but it's not that I'm giving this up and I'm never going back necessarily. Is that accurate? Oh, but every year there's more that I'm not attracted to. So I bec- I feel like I'm becoming more refined. I'm becoming more holy. Mm. Um, I'm not addicted or attracted to these things that really provide no value and actually take me away from where I need to be present and what I need to focus on. So I'm pretty productive, high functioning, but a lot of that is because I'm not watching TV. I'm not on social media, you know, it fades in, but it's a really great reset and I'm not a slave to those things. So it gives me much more freedom uh, to focus on others, to focus on my family. So it really is a sacrifice and I become a new man, you know, by the Easter, just kind of following Jesus path as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. It. You know, I was in uh, Ash Wednesday, right, is what kicks off the Lenten season. It's that Wednesday mass. And if you've seen, you know, Catholics walking around with the black ashes on their forehead done a little bit differently this year in these COVID times, it was actually a sprinkle on top of our head. It was really neat, though. My, my priest was talking about these monks that and these uh, and these devout sisters that have been doing the sprinkle since the beginning of time, basically, because they avoid all human touch. Mm-hmm. They adhere to no human touch. So instead of actually feeling that thumb on your forehead they sprinkle the ashes which again signifies you know you start from dust you return to dust mm-hmm. kind of deal so that was a new thing that we did this year that's interesting you know you'd think maybe he would just glove up but that's interesting i i mean I, something yeah. with that as close as you can be right to touch somebody with your finger you know yeah. i guess yeah. or you uh-huh. closeness of face the other yeah right sort of thing so i had some nice gray you know top of the gray hair yesterday which was cool but i was doing a little journaling i got our church is connected where my third grader goes to school, right? So she attends the Catholic school at our parish. And uh, I had dropped her off. I had a little bit of time, grabbed a cup of coffee, then went back about 15 minutes early just to sit, you know, in church and have a little quiet time and, and write down some notes. And, you know, I just jotted down some stuff that I was going to focus on for me, right? Over the next 40 days, what do I want this? What do I want this time to be about? And it is a, it is a great time for intentionality. Our priest yesterday described it as the playoffs of our faith It's the playoffs, right? You know, you ultimately got that big moment coming on chance championship Sunday, but this is, the, this is go time. This is it. This is go time here. Right. You know, as a believer, as a Christian, right. You know, that death and resurrection, that, that's a big deal. Right. So yeah. 
four days leading up to, but I was just journaling out, you know, things that I wanted to remember in this time to be about. And so, yeah, so I'll give up alcohol this Lenten season. As a kid, I always gave up chocolate milk and ice cream, right? So it's something that's a sacrifice. You get a little bit older, you come up with other priorities. But then I was also like, well, I want more intentional prayer time during these 40 days. So I've set aside time every day where I'm consuming this Bible in a year podcast that I've started listening to. And that time has now been intentional time to do that. Or my family, we're going to add a little bit of extra prayer before our meal to, to, to encompass our faith journey over these 40 days to kind of build up for these things. So that's, that's where you can, you know, it's funny to be like, well, what are you giving up? Well, I'm giving, I'm not going to drink alcohol for the next 40 days. And that's important. And, and it, it provides quite a bit of clarity. I think I I've become much more a fan of the fasting component Right. And so as a kid, it's different. Even as a young adult, it's different. But really on these Fridays to not just abstain from meat, but to maybe even and I think most of us have dabbled or done intermittent fasting at some level, but to really push that out a little bit and use those hunger pangs as moments to stop, pray, get a little bit closer with the creator um, and, and do that, that using this 40 days to sort of set that up, I think, can help give you some good practices moving forward. Uh, and I know it's something that personally helps me throughout that process. I love that. I, um, you know, sitting here thinking and going, first of all, what would you give up if I was, you know, if I was a, a lenter, uh, neither a borrower nor a lenter. Nope. That's not it. Uh, something like that. I can't remember. Um, but if I, if I was to practice Lent, what would I give up? And I start thinking like, well, you know, there's, I don't know if you know, but as a member of the LDS church, like you've already given up already quite a bit. Do anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but what could you give? What could you give of your, right. well, what that, could you give up because, of yourself? Right. You mentioned like social media or some of those kinds of things, mm-hmm. things you could give up. And the point is, I guess it's got to hurt. It's got to hurt. It's hurt. Yeah. You can't be like, uh, I gave up elephants. <laughs> <laughs> Think about think about this 40 day process. And again, as a believer in in the 40 day process of what Christ had gone through at times, right? 40 days in the desert, no food, no drink, tempted by the devil every step of the way. You know, it's quite a difference in how that works. But what he shows you as a man is if you're going to embark on this, you are going to have to do things that hurt. Hey, if you're going to get better at your fitness, you're going to have to do things that hurt. Like your lungs are going to hurt. Your legs are going to hurt. If you're going to get better at your faith, you're going to have to do things that hurt. You're going to have to, to sacrifice. You're going to have to suffer a little bit as Catholics too. You know, we're, we're pretty big and GMO, I don't know how your family is, but my dad and my uncle and my brothers, I mean, we're pretty big about talking about suffering, right. And, and, and some pain that comes with thing. And look, I know that I rejoice in my suffering because suffering creates endurance, endurance, character and character hope. Right. And uh, but but so to have that little bit of pain or to be a little extra hungry on a Friday and have that little bit of a hunger pain. But then think about, well, this man, I'm going to get real religious with you. This man was nailed to a tree to save the world of our sins. Surely I can hold off on lunch for another more minutes. Right. Ten more minutes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ralph, you look like you were going to say something. Go ahead, Ralph. Oh, no, I was just uh, nodding in agreement that, oh, uh, you know, if it, if it doesn't hurt to give it up, are you actually giving it up? And if there's no consequence to not doing it, then, you know, why not do it? 
Yep. That's a, that's a great point. Yeah. Or even with our little ones, you know, yesterday was Ash Wednesday as we're recording this here today on this day. And, uh, you know, they don't have to, they're, they're nine and they're five, right? They're right. not giving a lot up, but there was no sweets yesterday. And we spoke about, Hey, we're not doing any sweets today. Today's a day. We're not going to do any sweets, no dessert, none of that stuff. And they yeah. both got that. And it didn't hurt them a lot, but at least, at, at least on some level, they're given something up that they would want, you know, on a day like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Jimo, were you, were you jumping in there? Yeah, I was just going to say, too, I, I think for me at, at uh, Catholic Mass, you've got uh, Jesus on the crucifix in the moment of suffering. And so I often go to pray, to journal, and I'm sitting there working through something. And I look up and I'm like, if he can do that, I can do this. I need to do this. This is a clarity that I get. And I think, too, for me is the sacrifice I'm making there. The things that are not controlling me for my family help them realize he is not God. He is not pretending to be God. He serves a God. And therefore, these sacrifices he's making, I believe he is going to sacrifice for me. And so it's a model that I try and be more like Christ so that I can serve them and they want to follow me and that I'm a trusted, honorable, virtuous man in their lives. And so it's, it's a, for me, it's a, a great flow, cosmic connection, but it's got real presence here on, on earth for me. So let me, uh, let me ask a provocative question from a reformed theological point of view. <laughs> uh, I think that, the reservations that uh, evangelicals and people who uh, follow reform theology would, would the, the protest that they would make against giving up something for Lent would be the expectation that there is uh, that, that it is efficacious that by giving something up you get something mm. in return. I, that's the, I think that would be the criticism. Uh, I am not personally leveling that criticism because both of you just spoke and that's not what either one of you said, but I think that's uh, a, a fair, a point of view that people often have. Uh, and so I'm curious what your, what your response to that is. Let me go. Uh, I'll go. I, I, let me tell you first and foremost, F3 has accelerated my life in pretty much every direction you can think of fitness, fellowship, faith, career, all these things. Amen. My, my faith my ability to practice and articulate my faith by being around men of faith, non-Catholics, I mean, by going to Bible study, by doing these other things and hearing these guys talk about these things. I can't tell you the level of where I was at four years ago before this versus now. So now you ask that question, I can say, well, listen, in James, it tells us that faith without deeds, without works is dead. So I've got to do things that that do more than just talk about my faith i've got i've got to yeah. put it on the line yeah, professing as, is not enough right is not just to profess right so so yeah in in giving something up um I, i'm doing i'm living out that faith and ultimately too um my rewards already been granted by that sacrifice that he gave like the reward already awaits um, the, the victory has been, been won, so to speak. Right. And so I hear you and, that, and that's a great point. And, and, that, and that's why, you know, if you look at scripture yesterday, it was okay. When you fast, don't be in gloom. So people can see that you're fasting, anoint your head and go out and show everybody that you're happy. When you pray, pray in, in quiet. So you don't have to put it out in front of everybody. When you give alms, do it in secret. So your right hand doesn't know what your left is doing. So I think that, probably speaks more to the walk in the walk of your faith versus 
you know, putting it out there as if it, um, you know, is going to grant you some eternal salvation. I, you know, yeah. I live my life and put my head on the pillow knowing that that it's there and it's before us uh, because of that. So that's that's how I'd probably view it. Yeah, for me, it's um, not transactional. It's relational. Um, I don't do it uh, to get something back. I don't do it because I think I do this and I'm going to get there. For me, it's uh, really relational, serving the poor, uh, praying, uh, giving these things up. It's all about deepening that relationship with Christ. Uh, The other thing I will say, too, is this year, uh, to Kitty's point, uh, was I ripped everything out and rethought everything, including my faith. Um, I came from none, converted because my wife was a cradle Catholic, thought it'd be good for me as a father and a husband, but I didn't get it until I went on a retreat and had a miraculous experience um, and was all in. It was in my heart and I was working to get it and understand it in my head. And this year, like everything has been ripped out. And um, Hmm. when we didn't have to go to mass, um, I'm like, wait a minute. The Eucharist, that sacrament is the source and summit. What do you mean we don't need it? And I started thinking, are these movements? Is this standing and sitting? Are these words? Is this real? Does it matter? <laughs> and I, uh, it was a darkness. It was a desert for me. And I love it because it helped me rethink and reconnect um, that it does matter. My posture does matter. These words we're all saying across the globe together matters. Um, and it is true. And if it's true, then I need to believe it. And I need to take steps to come closer and figure this out, which I've done um, over the last six months. So so even though I, I uh, struggled with it quite a bit, uh, it's something that is uh, deep in my relationship and connection uh, to my faith. And I think that's, you know, those things that you guys just said and, and Ralph, first of all, I should say, did, did that answer your question? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> right. But, but I'm, I, I'm interested to hear, I know Ralph will chime in too, but um I think that's really, you know, when we start talking about third F and faith and, and all these kinds of things, like a guy could look and go, okay, yeah, Lent, right? Yeah, okay, you're going to give up alcohol for 40 days and then you'll get back to drinking and it'll be fine, you know, or whatever, right? I don't think that there's oftentimes um, the recognition of the the what else is there, the what else is behind it. This isn't just checking a box to say, like, I'm Catholic, I fe- you know, I sacrificed, we're good to go, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in our faith, we, we don't practice Lent, but, um, we have a, we have a practice where we fast, uh, monthly, uh, 24 hours for no food, no water, um, you know, or any, of any kind, right? No drink. Um, and then we take the, the money that we would have spent mm-hmm. on food and, and yeah. any more that we feel you know compelled to do, and then donate that to the local congregation for use to help the poor. Right. And we look for ways all the time of how do I sacrifice things? You know, I was listening to something this morning and, you know, and cause guys give me crap all the time. Cause it, cause candidly, I don't have a great answer. And they're like, why no coffee, no tea? You know, what's up with that? Is the caffeine? No. Okay, well, what is it? I, I honestly don't know. But hot Hold chocolate. Okay. I, I thought I, I thought it was the caffeine. It's, it's not. I mean, that's the funny thing, right? That's culturally that we we adopted that. Somebody was like, it must be the caffeine, and so everybody like cut out soda. And they're like, <laughs> it's not a thing. But in Utah, you know, what are you going to do? Um, but uh, but you know, so it's not that. It's like, so what is it? And I was listening to this talk this morning, and it was like, you know, th- these laws, these things that we do, like it has nothing. Like, 
oh, you gave up, you know, social media. What do you really expect to gain there? Like there was no command, you know, like, oh, you're a better person now. No, this really, it's a spiritual law. It's a spiritual law. It's not a, you know, Ralph, to kind of answer your question as well is, you know, this isn't a transactional thing where it's like, well, I don't drink coffee, so I'm sure I'm going to heaven. That No, it has nothing to do with that, right? It has to do with A, the discipline, which is part of what I think we're talking about here with, mm-hmm. with, with the Lent, right? Yep. 40 days, 40 days of, of giving this thing up. And I think you really start to get a sense of like, well, do I really need that in my life? Yeah. And what priorities am I going to put around that? You know, and we do that where it's like, we, I mean, all the way down to food, you know, and we're like, well, how, how important is that really? You know, and I think part of what we teach in F3 and I think part of what we, we try to do through first F and, and second F and, and, and third F as well is this, this mastery of self mm-hmm. and this mastery of our mind and our physical body and toughening ourselves against challenge, yep. I think is, is really at the essence of everything, <clears throat> excuse me, of everything that we would want to do and be as F3 men. Mm-hmm. Like we want to prepare ourselves for the challenge because in, and again, this is, I, I don't think this is too far off of anybody else's uh, uh, belief system, a little extra maybe, but um, you know, in, in our estimation, like we knew we were coming here and we knew that the design here was a test. This is a test. It is designed to be hard. It is supposed to be difficult. And so, you know, I get, I get a little churned up sometimes when it's like, guys aren't showing up. I'm worried about them, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Right. Everybody's doing their own thing, man. They get, and they got to walk their own walk. But, but the point that this being the test, you know, is, is we've been placed here to see if we will align ourselves. Following is one thing, but alignment is another. And I, and I think that's part of what we're doing when we, we go through these practices, you know, whether it's Lent or this monthly mm-hmm. fast or, yep. you know, no coffee, no, whatever the things are, these practices that we have, I think are designed to teach us discipline and to try and help us to forget ourselves and to align more. Does, does that resonate? Yeah. And I think too, if you can, if you can, uh, sorry, GMO, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, I think in the African catechism, um, there's a phrase that God created you because he thought you would enjoy it. And I think consistent with three, it's like this suffering, this toughness, these challenges together with your brothers, enjoying it, laughing about it, loving it. We got a a guy that laughs, giggles when something is completely crazy and uh, stupid, uh, red turtle. So it's the camaraderie and with your brothers and I got your back and it's fun. It's tough. It's challenging. It's impossible. I would never do it by myself, but together it's a blast. It's so much fun. So you you brought up a good point and Kitty, I'm going to jump over to you because I know you got something to say too, but that idea kind of just, uh, if there's no purpose behind it, the pain is just torture. Yeah. But if we put purpose behind it, then my gosh, I mean, what an enriching and emboldening experience that it is. You know, yeah, you think ahead. about it too, like somebody will, will you know, jump into F3 with both feet and why you encourage people to keep coming back out and keep doing it. You know, I could go get a workout anywhere. I've, I've yet to find a daily discipline ritual that has provided more accountability in my life than what this thing has done. Right. And so and, and so like use Lent as an example. Right. Uh, as to what F3 sort of preaches to us to us every day is that you're not going to get there in a day. It's daily habits. It's 
daily discipline that ultimately gets you a little bit stronger, a little bit faster, a little bit fitter, a little bit of a better friend, a little bit of a better husband, like those daily disciplines. So yeah, so we got this nice 40 day window that is a bit, that can be a bit of a microcosm of that. And we sort of accelerate it here in our faith journey. But what if we take some of those practices and, and, and send them out? So where it's, you get up at 4.30 every day? Well, yeah, that, that's just the time I get up. Like, that's what that's what I do. You go out well, of your yeah. house at 5 a.m. every day? Yeah, that's just what I do, right? You pray on your way driving home from, yeah, that's what I do. You do, Like, all these things can just kind of add to it, and, and you've got to do them daily. Else, what I'd been doing previously in my life was, let me put some good stuff in play, and then let me slide right back. Let me put some good stuff in play. Let me slide right back. But now... Let me just daily discipline this thing a little bit. Yeah. And so that Lenten season is very similar in that. Like, yeah, you're going to do some harder things, right? You're going to try to stretch yourself a little bit, but well, it's just a day at a time, just one more day at a time, right? You talk to ultra marathon runners, these guys that have, that have quit drinking for the rest of their lives, people that have done these major changes, and you ask them, how do you do it? Ask John Fry when he's running the Oakwood 24, how do you do it? So I just put one foot in front of the other. I mean, like I just, I just keep one foot in front of the other. I just keep moving. I hope to get there someday, you know, where I have that kind of level, like, cause I still in so many areas of my life, I mean, I think there's probably a lot of areas where I do do that, you know, where I am just kind of plodding along and being consistent, yep. trying, you know, and, 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 and I feel pretty good about those, but there's still so many places. Bro, I'm, dude, I'm a terrible sinner. Right. And I still do wrong things and things I shouldn't do and have to adjust for that. But can you, can we, can we, can we, can we bring, keep bringing them yep. down and keep working a little bit each day? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing I love about F3, I've, I've done a little study around men and kind of their arrested development, how we have grown men who are adolescents emotionally. Call and that the Michael Bluth. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, the uh, Is this rite of passage? And I look at F3 every morning as a rite of passage to get humiliated, to be right-sized, uh, to struggle mm-hmm. and suffer. I did this. I served here, and therefore I can do these tough things in my life. Um, so I appreciate it just from something maybe a lot of men don't have in their life where they just get into comfort and they get soft. And this is something that really toughens us up as a rite of passage. You think about Ruck and that experience and that rite of passage and the bond that it creates with other men um, is pretty amazing. Uh, I can't think of other organizations that uh, really provide all of that in uh, in spades. And you try like you don't want to be hyperbolic, right? Like, you know, we're, we're creating the next warrior like we're not preparing for legitimate battle out on the front right. lines I sure but what we not. are preparing for I sure <laughs> right but what we are preparing for on a daily basis are those life challenges right those life battles things that'll come at you and I think that you know yeah. to GMO's point I mean it's just it's continuing to 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 just be ready preparedness right i mean you can go and we can go through the q source and knock out most of these points and they're kind of interwoven in what we're talking about which i think is really neat about these conversations you're having helmet with guys is finding these things that we talk about in f3 and just seeing it interwoven into guys daily lives and and you look at it now and you're like oh yeah that's what that is oh okay that that's what preparedness is i can see that you know as you're living which is pretty cool yeah Go ahead, Ralph. This uh, is exactly what we were talking about in, uh, we had a Q source uh, <clears throat> cafeteria the other day. And it is basically exactly what we were talking about, how 
uh, you know, so many of us had, had done the, the fits and starts of trying to get some things in their lives aligned. And, you know, you get one thing in your, you know, you, you start with fitness, you get that aligned and then other things start to become aligned to personally, professionally, whatever. And, you know, so much of that is contingent upon having other men in the gloom who are either standing beside you or pushing you or pulling you or, you know, depending on where each of you is in your, in your different, your different walks. I mean, um, GMO mentioned red turtle, the, uh, author of a poem that you had on cot this week i think that's right and that dude is absolutely he's gone from you know negatives two degrees fahrenheit to i don't know 10 million or something uh in in a matter of months and it's just it's amazing to watch that yep and i contend and i know not everybody's made of the same stuff i get it but i contend that man there is no there are very few things that light me up or get me excited than hearing about a guy who became unlocked, mm. Yeah, you know, who, and, and, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm referring back probably too much to, uh, <laughs> you know, my, my post this morning, but the, this, this idea that, you know, I'm sitting here and worried about the you know, only five guys showed up. Usually there's, you know, 15 there, you know, and cause it's raining and this, and I know guys are tapering for damn to damn and all that kind of stuff. And what, I mean, I get it. There's any number of reasons and they don't matter, but, but no, that there's no better feeling to me than to see this guy get unlocked and to go, Oh wait, I, I don't have to, I don't have to be that way that I was. I, I don't have to accept less. I don't have to be the aw shucks guy. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be fat. I don't have to whatever. Like I can take control over my life. And I mean, not to jocko it, right? But that discipline is freedom. Absolutely. Is. Absolutely. Everyone thinks that, you know, guardrails or fences or whatever, you know, are problematic. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. As soon as you know where the boundary is, now you have all the freedom in the world. Because otherwise you're going to run off the edge. Otherwise you're driving in that lane and you're just trying to stay in the lane. Well, you're you didn't sitting realize still. I got all this. Because that's what these guys emotionally they they're not even leaving the garage. Right. They're terrified, and that's why I think I get frustrated sometimes when guys don't show up or or I feel like they're accepting less or of themselves. Yeah. Part of it's because I love them and mm-hmm. I respect them and I and I just I know they're capable of more, you know. And but then at the same time there's a selfish element to it, Gmo. Yeah. The selfish element is, well, if they slide, I could slide. Mm. And brother, I ain't going back there. I ain't going back there. And so I, I've, I need the men around me to, to keep, you know, I want us all to be, keep pushing. Not so we can go crazy. This isn't some kind of weird hustle porn, you know, speech or something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> right. But it's, but just that this idea that I, I know I can't get there alone and I ain't going back there. Mm-hmm. So some of y'all knuckleheads better come with me. Yeah. Yeah. I like making sparks against the guardrail. That's kind of my new mode. Just <laughs> keep pushing, going fast. There's a cliff over there, but I got these guys creating guardrails. Uh, I can go as fast as I need to, and they're going to hold me back. They're going to tell me that doesn't sound like a great idea, or you right. can do better than that. And I, uh, I'm all about the sparks lately. Sparks on the guardrail is a good <laughs> metaphor, man. I know it's so good. Didn't Dread post one? Uh, like he tweeted a picture uh, a few days ago, or maybe a couple weeks ago. Now I don't remember now, but of like this just mangled guardrail and he was like not much of a guardrail if it wasn't tested <laughs> good point you know, is it uh, gonna hold 
Is it gonna? Oh, that sounds like, by the way, sounds like a good country and western song. Sparks on the guardrail. Sparks I'd listen to that. I'd listen to that. Yeah, that's right. We've been talking about. Is that by Catholic. Exodus, Steve? I'm sorry. Go ahead. We've been talking about Catholics and Reformed and theology. There's a, a famous Martin Luther quote, uh, which goes something like, something like, if you're going to sin, sin boldly. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 the thought being that if you, know, if you believe a, a particular thing is right, do it and do it boldly. Uh, and, and you know, I, I think GMO is right. You know, swing big, man. What, what the yeah. hell? Are you, so what if you miss? You know? yeah. Right. And, and, you know, the beautiful thing about this group, too, that we have is you get to be around guys of all different fitness levels, right? We got guys mm-hmm. that crush uh, limited run workouts that can crush kettlebells. We got guys that can run for days and we got guys all in the middle of all that, right? So you get to see all that. You get to see guys from every walk of career path in life, mm-hmm. lawyers, accountants, journalists, guys who kind of just blow hot air into the world uh, all these other point at myself all these other different yeah, things right so you get to be around but, but that. i repeat myself right, right. <laughs> and then and then guys of all different faith walks and and steps along that different faiths right in our local community we got everything you can think of baptists catholics yeah. Yeah, we got Muslim. We got all right. So to be able to experience that with them, one of the greatest experiences I've had with F3 is Loom is one of our brothers here. Muslim had us over for iftar dinner uh, Mm. probably about two years ago at this point. And it was eye opening to you or a bunch of guys. It was a bunch of us. It was oh, like, good, you probably good. had like yeah, 12 of us yeah. over there, right? And we, w- had, we had to wait till the sun went down. His son joined us. We had this amazing meal. And he just shared, right, about his faith. And we just talked about the traditions of his faith. And I said, wow, you know, some of the traditions of your faith are very similar to the tradition of ours, right? right? Built around sacrifice and meals and all these different things. You go back, right? And again, I'm doing this Bible in a year, and you listen to what all these things they put in place in Exodus that Moses essentially tells the Israelites, you're going to do all these things because God told me to tell you to do all these things. Well, there's right. a reasoning behind all that, and there's a reasoning that we all do that. But to see it from different faiths has been, that's why I talk about like this being accelerated and um, and the things that get unlocked in you that you didn't even realize. And like, Frank, you're like, well, I just didn't want to be fat. Right. And I was like, well, Jamie invited me to this workout. And yeah, I mean, I need to kind of get my button gear here. This isn't really working for me. And all of a sudden you look up two, three years later and you're like, look at all these other things that have oh, yeah. accelerated along the journey with this. And so the gratitude is there in your heart. And that's why people are like, why are you working so much on these podcasts or all you guys? Like, why are you doing all this? Why are you Nantancho? Because I want every, I want everybody we can find to hear about this. To know, like, there are things out there for you, like the way you said, like, you don't have to go it alone. You got buddies. Yeah. You, know, you need you need guys to, yeah. to go with you on this on this journey. Just a couple thoughts to kind of uh, wrap us up, because if you can believe this, an hour just blew by. Good lord. Um, I know. Um, I have three more pages of notes. Oh, dang. Yeah. Uh, but, but uh, you know, you, you, what you just said there, Kitty. There's a story in 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 uh, in, in our scripture that talks about. Um, these brothers who it's, it's kind of a, a Paul Saul story, which I, you know, any of us could, could claim mm-hmm. as our own, right. At, at some level or other uh, minus the angels. But, um, but uh, the, you know, these, this, these, these brothers and like they're actual brothers, uh, you know, family and they were out and they're, they're seeking to destroy the church and they're causing mm-hmm. trouble and all this kind of stuff. And then they, then, then they became unlocked. They had an angel experience, right. They became unlocked. And the comment that they make uh, is basically 
and I'm going to, I'm going to butcher it. I'm not going to quote it right. But the idea is basically that it became like painful for them to think that another man would go through what they were going to, what they went through, Mm -hmm. that they would live their life in that way. And it, and it was, it was just unthinkable to them that any soul should perish is the way that they put it. And, And essentially Therefore, they can't not evangelize. They can't not, you know, reach out and and try and bring other men uh, in. And that's kind of how I I think that's what I'm hearing from you guys. Uh, I mean, I think think that's what I'm hearing. I certainly see it. Excuse me. I certainly see it in your lives when when I watch what you're doing out there with uh, with F3 and with the men that you're associating with and with your families and things like that. I mean, I I think that's what I'm seeing. I mean, you think about like that guy that wakes up, grabs his cup of coffee sits at the kitchen table by himself, gets in his car, drives to work by himself, works his day, drives home by himself, goes through the motions, yeah. puts his kids to bed, goes to bed, maybe kisses his wife goodnight, and then just does that over and over again. And that guy is dying. Yeah. That guy, that guy is starving. And that guy's got buddies. He might get beers with them on the weekends. Sure. Right? They might do those things. But that guy needs so much more. And that guy could be the next Nantan of your region. He's just off by himself right now. Yeah. And no, absolutely. we got to go get him. we got to go find him. If, we if go we're him. supposed to function as tens, right? Yeah. And we, were, uh, and we were looking around and we see all these guys that are four to six in it. You know, basket to the casket, womb to the tomb. You know how you know that guy? Uh, been that guy. I was that guy. Was that guy? No question. Right? No question. I got this. I'm fine. Everything's great. (laughs) Right, bro? I'm amazing. Yeah. You know. I'm about to explode. I can't handle it. (laughs) Not anymore. Emptiness. You know, try try telling your shield like you're fine. They're going to snip right through that. <laughs> right through that. Look at Billy. Dude, look at my eyes when you said that. What's going on there? Holy cow! I showed up one week uh, to my shield lock meeting. I said something, something along the lines of, "I'm fine. I'm not dumb enough to say that. words." Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I definitely said something along the lines of, uh, and um, I think the, uh, <laughs> I think I was wearing a hat, which I don't do very often. Yeah, you're not a big hat you know? guy. Was it yeah. hair? I know. Right. And I, I think I was wearing like, you know, sweats or something. I mean, I don't even remember. And it, it was partially just cause I had slept in or whatever, but I said, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. And they were like, you look like a homeless person <laughs> and you never look like that. Right. Yeah. Sell it somewhere else. Like it's not, no one's buying this, you know? So tell us what's going on. And it turns out I thought I was fine. And then as soon as I opened my mouth, mm-hmm. I was not fine. Mm-hmm. I was not fine. So thank thankful right think about the gratitude that you have like because that group is there but if you don't right that's three four days of that that's a month of that it's three months of that, that. Yeah, yeah. or maybe never again maybe i just slip back and you know and that's that yeah yep you know i don't know there's a uh so first of all thank you guys very much for sharing about your faith uh and the things that you believe in the things that you feel um and uh and and I, I think, you know, the day will come when we'll all look and go, I see now what the truth truth was. Um, and we're all aiming at it and we haven't, you know, we practice and we try and kind of navigate our way there maybe a little bit differently, but, uh, I look forward to that. And, and I think that there's a lot of things about, uh, what you described to me that I, you know, I'm kind of jealous. Like, I think that's kind of a cool practice, you know, maybe it's something that I'll adopt just on my own personal 
you know um there was a a harvard divinity professor named uh, professor named uh, christer stendhal and he um he was a big fan of uh, the Latter-day Saint people. Um, and, but he also was, he was a, a little bit of an apologist, you know, for his faith. He was a Catholic mm-hmm. uh, or maybe he was a Episcopalian, I think actually, but anyway, he was, you know, this professor, but um, he, uh, he said, you know, anytime we get in these kinds of discussions, and I think this is an important thing for all men uh, in our nation to hear in our, hmm, in F3 nation, but also our nation nation. Um, and that is this idea. He said, you know, when you're discussing, things of faith and we probably maybe we should have started with this i don't know he said you know the temptation will be to compare your bests with their worsts mm-hmm. right yep. don't do mm-hmm. that yep can't do that and and then another thing you need to do is allow for holy envy and i love that phrase holy envy so i have some holy envy for uh you know some of the the traditions of the catholic church probably some of the uh, you know, the practice of the Presbyterian church. Well, listen, uh, my friend, when you're a member of the church with what Jesus told to St. Peter on this rock, you will build my church. I hear where you're coming from. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm just, just we're gonna, Catholic crap. We're going to discuss that. <laughs> we can discuss that offline. No, That's right. no. We're no but that. you're right, man. It's all about yeah. that perspective, right? Like a yeah. lot of this, it, it, by the way, you do this in a lot of areas of your life. Gosh, if we even took a little bit of that into our politics these days. That's, and that's kind of where I was going could, with it. We could divulge yeah. ourselves from our own loyalties. And yep. what can we unite on and real, yeah. really unite on? I'm not even talking about compromising right. on issues. Right. You know, some no, foundational but actually look principles. and go, I have holy envy right. for the, the views of that man. There are things about what he does that I, I don't necessarily agree with, but I admire a, a yep. great deal. And I think if we yep. hack all of these things that way, I think we'll be a lot better off. Yeah, totally agree. Ralph, any hold on a second. I, I, we, I got I, I got to lighten the mood a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, did you hear about uh, Jesus, Moses, and the cripple uh, went golfing? No. <laughs> Go ahead. It's a, uh, it's a par three in Island Green. Moses walks up and he hits a ball and it's going towards the water. The water miraculously parks parts. Oh. It rolls uh, along the bottom of the shore, gets to the lip of the hole, stays right there. They wait 40 years and never actually goes in. <clears throat> Jesus walks up and he hits the ball and it, it's going for the, the water as well. It rolls across the water, drops in the hole. Three days later, pops out again. <laughs> Cripple walks up <clears throat> and he uh, can barely lift the club. He swings and it just ticks. The ball rolls about three feet. A squirrel uh, comes running by, thinks it's a nut and picks it up and starts running. A hawk flying over, sees the squirrel, swoops down, picks up the squirrel, starts flying over the green. All of a sudden, a storm rolls in, lightning strikes the bird, the bird drops the squirrel, the squirrel drops the ball, the ball falls right in the hole. Jesus turns around and says, nice shot, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> He's that's excellent delivery. Excellent delivery as well. Good joke, excellent delivery. <laughs> Very good. It works on so many. Levels. I'm telling that one at dinner tonight. Thank you, Ralph. Oh, Thank you for that. Good. I'll get Gentlemen. three eye rolls. I'll get three eye rolls, and if I had a dog, the dog would sigh. But we don't have a dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Understood. Understood. Uh, uh, hey, will you guys do me a favor? Yeah. Absolutely. Will you be the leader you are? Deal. Confirmed. Uh,
Thanks for listening to the 43 Feet Podcast. If you like what you heard on the show, or if it's helped you in some way, we'd ask you to rate us, write a review, and share us with your friends and networks. It really does help others to find us. If you have questions, comments, or concerns, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com or tweet us at 43feetpodcast. The climb we're on to create virtuous leaders isn't going to be easy, but we'll get there, 43 feet at a time. Thank you.